Hey everybody, welcome to Artifice episode 26. We are having a weird day here because there is a bad, bad thunderstorm and Bear is just losing his little mind. So if you hear panting in the background, that would be my cute long boy. Uh, my good news for the day is that, knock on wood, I think I have successfully avoided a ragweed sinus infection this year. So hopefully that stays true throughout this week. The pollen count is going down, but it's not, we're not in, the, we're not in the, we're not out of the woods quite yet. So I'll keep you posted next week, but I've been doing lots of sinus rinses, TMI, sorry, not sorry. And uh, I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to avoid it this year. So go me. Today's episode is with Miss Cassidy Harrison. She makes cakes. Her company is called Flower and Flourish. Cassidy grew up in Utah and attended culinary school at Utah Valley University, where she learned all about the art and science of cooking, but she didn't learn any of the cake decorating or sugar flower work she does now in school. That came from years of trial and error, recipe testing, and an obsession with flowers. She loves a good challenge when it comes to new flavors or a new flower. She loves to pick apart a flower and see how it's put together. And her best work is done when she has a fresh flower in front of her to model hers after. Balancing salty and sweet is Cassidy's jam. Her family lovingly calls her the salt police because she's always searching for the perfect amount of salt in everything we eat. Uh, I could get down with it. Okay, you guys, here comes Cassidy. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary. And sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure, but we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections, but we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky, and it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Vocal Mist. Vocal Mist is an incredible tool for singers, actors, public speakers, teachers, team leaders, and anyone for whom vocal health is a daily necessity. The latest findings indicate that using a nebulizer with isotonic saline can actually help your vocal cords create sound with reduced pressure. Featuring a removable face mask and USB rechargeable lithium batteries, Vocal Mist is an accessible way of getting rid of dry mucus, alleviating allergies, and keeping your voice working easily at any time of day. Visit myvocalmist.com and use promo code ARTIFICE, that's all caps A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E, for $10 off your Vocal Mist bundle package today. Well, hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk to you. I, I really like food and food art, um, and I've had a very difficult time getting a hold of people who, who do food. Really? Yeah. I've We're messaged busy, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I, but I interviewed Aubrey and she said like, you need to talk to Cassidy. She's the best. I love Aubrey. She, she's amazing. She lives just down the street from uh -huh. me, but we had never met before. Oh, really? <laughs> I just like heard there's a chef that lives in this neighborhood. They're like right, like yeah. a few doors down, right? It's like on the maybe, other side. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, we had never met before probably because we're both busy. very busy. Yes. Yeah, and when you said the last week kicked your butt, I was like, 
also same. Yeah. I had a wedding last night because I'm in a, like a wedding band. Mm-hmm. So it's, I'm sure you, your schedule is like a bit different, but we're both doing weddings. So it's, we're working when everyone else is playing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like what is a weekend? I don't know. <laughs> yes. No. And I feel like my, I have some friends who will be like, oh, we should get together. Like, how about this weekend? And I'm like, not till sep- like October. Yeah because always weddings. How about a Monday night? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Or like a Tuesday morning. Yeah. You know, Um, but people are like, but I'm working or like my kids. And I'm like, well, I'm always working when Mm -hmm. you're free. It's just the nature of it. And I don't know about you, but I love Mondays. Everyone hates Mondays. I love Mondays because it's the day I can finally like put my feet up. It's the farthest away from like all of the work yeah. you have to do. Yes. No, I feel the same way. I have, I had a, a wedding last night. I got home at like 1am and then I have one in like Northern Montana this weekend. So yeah, it's like Monday feels pretty good. Tuesday's like, okay. And then by mm-hmm. Wednesday I'm like, Oh, the weekend is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, the same. So I, I want to ask you first, um, what do you feel is like the crossroads between like art and craft? Because I feel like some people who do like cooking or baking would feel like they, what they're doing is art and maybe some people don't. So I, I mean, it seems clear to me that what you're doing is art. <laughs> I was showing my husband your Instagram last night. Cause he was like, who are you, who are you interviewing t- tomorrow? Um, and he was like, those flowers are made of sugar. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, so I'm just curious, like, what do you think? Or like, how? where do you feel like the boundary is between like, what's like art and what's craft? Or like, do you have thoughts about that? I mean, I kind of think that there may be the same thing. Maybe art's a little more, you feel it. Yeah. You know, and craft is more, maybe not as... I I don't want to say artistic because that's like, you know, contradicting myself, but I, I don't think that there's a huge difference between art and craft, like in my yeah. life. Maybe I think like the way I would make cakes would be more of an art and the way my mom would make cakes would be more of a craft. Yeah. Why? What do you think? Um, Because my mom is very like, it tastes good and that's, yeah. that's good. Like it's, it's like amazing. Function and, first yeah. or something. But I, I feel like art, at least with my art, it should look amazing yeah. and taste amazing. Yeah. But yeah. when I'm making cakes for my family, like I don't even bother about the crumbs and the frosting. Like yeah. I throw it together. It's delicious and everyone loves it. Yeah. So maybe that would be more craft. Yeah. I think it can be like, it can be tricky sometimes. I mean, depending on, I think it happens in music too. Although I think it's a little bit of a different conversation when you have like a tangible product. Um, but I, I, I think about this a lot because I'm, I interview like a lot of different kinds of people. Um, and I think like, I agree with you, like art and craft are like, there's a very fine line. And I think most of it has to do with like how you feel about it. But I wonder too, if like part of it is whether like each piece is unique versus like something that requires a lot of like skill but it's kind of like mass produced Mm -hmm. or at least more than kind of like one of a kind Mm -hmm. um but I I I, maybe we can talk more about that later um so let's let's go back I just kind of like to have like a when I'm working with with uh with 
visual artists, I like to kind of just have a baseline of like, do you consider yourself an artist? And some people are like, no, I consider myself a craftsperson or a crafts woman, man. Um, so let's go back now. And I'd like to talk about like how you got started with any creative things. So when you were a child, um, what, what creative stuff were you doing? If it's, if it's cooking and baking, that's great. If it's Mm -hmm. other stuff, I also care about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the earliest thing I can remember like crafting or doing, I would, we, my best friend and I lived, um, right next to this big empty field and we played in the field all day, every day outside. And we would, it was kind of cooking, but it was like cooking with dirt and like rocks, you know, like chopping up grass and all that (laughs) stuff. I mean, that's probably the earliest thing that I remember thinking about being creative with. Yeah. Um, Again, like cooking is my life, like cooking and baking. So I've always done that. And even when I was little, I loved to make on Sundays, we would come home and make cookies or, um, it was really fun for me to go over to my grandma's house before Thanksgiving, like the morning of Thanksgiving and help her make pies. And, um, I loved making jam. I have, I have old lady hobbies. When you were little, (laughs) like how old were you when you were making jam? Cause that's like labor intensive. I mean, Probably, I mean, early junior high, I cool. think I would help my mom and yeah. grandma make jam. And Did it feel like, h- how much of that is like family tradition? Like, or I, maybe I'm wondering like, were your siblings also involved or like? Just me. Okay, great. Yeah. But I don't know if my brother can cook. Grandma and your mom were doing. <laughs> how, how did that feel like? So I think I just want to know like, um, like how intentional are like your grandma and your mom with, with cooking? And like, I'm curious about whether what you're doing now, like what the connection is, if any, or if you feel like you're doing something totally different. I kind of feel like I'm doing something totally different. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that you eat it, you know, like I have an edible art. Um, my grandma is like the best pie maker in the whole world. I think I mean, I might be biased, but She's amazing. She's probably a good pie maker. <laughs> um, and so I feel like food was always super important to yeah. us. Um, I mean, if food is life yeah. for my family. I think what I'm wondering is if like you took something that like was already, I mean, like, I think I just am wondering if like there was, if you had any thoughts back then about like how special, like, you know, your grandma making jam or making pie was, I mean, clearly you're doing something different cause it's your career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm just wondering like if that was the beginning of like the inspiration for you or, or something, or like if it, if it meant something that kind of like lit a spark for you. Um, probably. Um, f- like food makes people happy. Yes. And there's no, I mean, there's few days that are happier than your wedding day. Right. And so cake is a big part of your wedding day and yeah, absolutely. You probably know a lot more about like those traditions than I do. Um, uh, one thing I also wonder when I when I talk with people who who start doing any kind of art at like a young age, I'm always curious about like, and I think maybe this is also why I'm why I'm asking about like what your mom and your grandma were doing. Um, so much of it, I think, comes down to like what resources we have. Like when I was a child, I wasn't really like allowed to use anything in the kitchen Mm -hmm. 
because my mom just wasn't, she cooked a lot, but it was like, she didn't want kids around. Her space. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of wondering if it was like, it started out as like a bonding activity, you know, or something. But I mean, that aside, um, how, what was it like? Or like, did you have like independence in the kitchen, like at a young age or like, I just want to get an idea of like what it was like for you. Yeah. Um, I could do whatever I wanted. That's amazing. Yeah. Like I would come home and make after school snacks or, um, I would come home with my friends in elementary school. And I mean, something simple, like I would make the box of macaroni and cheese for after school snack. Like I was the, the, the person who fed everyone. Yeah. Did you feel like, like when you were little, did you have, um, would you like get excited about recipes and like, would your parents get ingredients for you? I don't remember that. We, my mom cooked all the time. So we always had had things. I don't think I ever had to ask specifically for anything. Cool. And I wasn't making, you know, this random ingredient kind of thing. It was just good food. I have, I have more questions about your childhood. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think I'd like to know like how it felt like how it started to sh- like affect or shape your identity or maybe it's the opposite way um being like the friend who like could feed people mm-hmm. did that did it feel like i mean maybe this is like a not a good binary but it did it feel like you started doing it cuz you liked it and then like it started to like affect how you saw yourself or like you saw yourself as a person who like nurtures, you know, like Mm -hmm. whatever, just what was that like for you in terms of like your young, like sense of self? Um, I think that I always say food is my love language, but I also think like service is probably my number one. What are those called now? I can't think of what they are. Like five love languages. It's my, it's my total like services, my love language. And so I, feeding people was a way for me to show that I loved them. Yeah. So I think that's where comes from. Yeah. I've always been that way. Did you get like any certain kind of like, like what kind of feedback were you getting from peers and adults when you kind of started feeling like this is something that I do? Um, literally everyone in my life told me I should go to culinary school. Really? And so I never really thought about it before. I didn't know what I Mm. wanted to. Well, I actually do. I used to want to be a marine biologist. I love- Everyone says that. Like sea animals. All of the like creative women that I talk to- Really? Are like, I wanted to be a marine biologist. That's so funny. (laughs) Me too. Like I've always wanted to like swim with the whales. Yeah. Always. It's very like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that there are like- more uh, re- well-researched theories about this, but I I have to assume it's just like there's something so like you know fantastical about it, and also like just I don't know. I think there's something. There must be like a crossroads between like a creative mind and like there's something just so like you know mysterious and like kind of lovely about like dolphins and whales don't you think <laughs> someone should do a study or on coral that, I guess. even <laughs> but I don't know I also wonder if like just a lot of children and maybe especially like little girls like all kinds of little girls want to 
to be a marine biologist, but I don't know. It's just like the wonder, you know, I think there must be something kind of similar about like being drawn to that and being like, I want to make things. I've always loved the water though. So I always thought maybe that's where it came, it came from. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I I know a lot. I just, I interviewed another girl um, recently who is a visual artist and she got like her start, like she wanted to be a marine biologist Mm -hmm. and then she started like drawing like dolphins and whales and now she's a professional illustrator. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah. Illustrator. Um, Yeah. Okay. Great. So when you were, were you doing like Uh, Was there anything else you were kind of considering besides like culinary school or like marine biology school? Um, I think I used to want to be a nurse, but then I realized I couldn't do the blood thing. Yeah. You wanted to be a nurse maybe because you, you like taking care of people. Yeah. That's right. Maybe. But not blood. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't (laughs) handle it. There was a point in my life where I just couldn't handle it. And so I, you can serve people with IVs (laughs) or with cake. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Cake is also the choice that I yeah. would make if forced to choose between those two things. It's not as much life and death. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's prettier too. <laughs> Actually, I also interviewed um, a painter who does like bloody nose paintings and she was talking about how like blood is like, can be very beautiful, which I think she's probably okay. right. But okay. Maybe in a painting. Yeah. Maybe not right up. <laughs> Next to it. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell me the story of like how you decided what to do or like, are there any other important pieces in like high school? Like maybe were you, were you ever getting hired to make things for people back then? Uh-huh. Um, my earliest memory of like selling baked goods, my mom, have you ever had a homemade Oreo? No. You make them with like cake mix. Like a, like a whoopie pie kind of? Um, yeah, but way better. Okay. <laughs> so it's like a cake mix cookie and it has like a cream cheese frosting and mm. they're so good when they're frozen. Yeah. Anyway, it's the only time I'll eat cake mix. But um, my mom would make a whole bunch of homemade Oreos. We'd keep them in the freezer and we'd sell them to all the neighborhood kids. And that was probably, I mean, I think my brother and I were in elementary school, like early elementary school. Um. So that was my first experience with kind of selling, yeah, you know, baked yeah. goods. Um, I just, I, I was very impressionable when I was little and I, I just believed people when they said, you should go to culinary school. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it and I was like, maybe I should. Yeah. Like that sounds like it would be fun. And so probably from junior high on, I kind of always knew that I would go to culinary school eventually. Yeah. Um, I looked into some really fancy schools. I looked into one in, uh, Portland. I think it was Le Cordon Bleu. Cool. Um, really, really expensive. Yeah. And you didn't really get a degree. It was a certificate. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted a degree and I'm also a pretty big homebody. Yeah. So I decided to go to UVU. Okay. To their culinary program. Did you meet Aubrey there? No, I actually met Aubrey through Marco. Okay. I worked with Marco at a catering okay, cool. company for about I know six years. Aubrey was at UVU too. Yeah, but she was before me. At a different time. Uh-huh. Um, when at this time, like, how were you balancing like baking and cooking? Like, had you kind of decided that baking was like where you wanted to lean? Yeah. Um, baking, I, I mean, I like to cook, but I love to bake. So, I mean, baking was always. How did, so I, I mean, I, you, by the time you, so you went to UVU when you were like 18? Yeah, 13th grade. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so before that you were already baking like a lot, I presume. Yeah. Baking and mostly baking. Yeah. Cooking too, but mostly baking. And how did you start getting like really good at, really good at it? Because again, like you need resources, yeah. like you need tools. Um, so what was that like? You know, I, I think I'm just wondering like, you know, if there's a point where you like start, you know, maybe like buying more tools or, mm-hmm. and like kind of just, I just would like the story of like how you did it. Yeah. Like how did you get good at it before school? Um, Everyone would give me gifts for okay. like birthdays and Christmas. It was always cooking or baking Everyone related. knew that that was like your total jam. Yeah. Like when I got married, I don't think we got a single kitchen thing because <laughs> I had everything. If yeah. we did, it was like plates and forks, like yeah. stuff, like stuff I wouldn't need until yeah. we got married. Um, so yeah. And then what about like, you know, as your, like, I think I just, I'm curious about like experimentation. Like what were you doing? Like what, what, what was kind of like exciting to you? How were you like challenging yourself in those years before you were getting like formal training? Um, so my family cookbooks, amazing. Again, my family were just really good cooks. So I was working recipes out of family cookbooks and kind of tweaking them to the way I thought I wanted them. And, um, the internet was like blogs were all of a sudden huge. And so I was reading lots of food blogs and kind of experimenting with different recipes and always tweaking them because internet recipes are kind of sketchy sometimes. And you look at it and you're like, I know that's not going to work. Like I'm going to have to fix that or what this recipe doesn't have salt in it. Like how dare they, you know? (laughs) So just kind of, I would say the internet, oh, cookbooks, I was always getting cookbooks yeah. for gifts and mm. I like my cookbook collections pretty big. Yeah. I have lots. That's great. Um, I, I like, I'm impressed that I, and maybe I'd like your thoughts about this. Like I'm impressed that at such a young age, you kind of had like the confidence and also like, yeah, just kind of like the assertiveness to be like this recipe on this, like, blog that's probably would feel like an authority to a lot of people you just kind of were like I need to fix this like I can fix this (laughs) no I mean I mean I think that's great I think so I'm asking these questions because I I I feel like a lot of people look at creative professionals and think like oh that looks so fun or like um you know, I, I would have liked to have done that. And I'm always curious about like, what are the differences between like the people who make these things, their professions and people who, you know, it's a hobby that, you know, gets less and less time as they get older. And I think some of it is like that kind of ownership, like feeling like this is my skill. Like Mm -hmm. this is something that I do. This is something that I am good at. Um, and having that kind of like that confidence where you're not like waiting for someone else to like give you permission to like try, you know, something new. Um, do you, what do you think? Do you think that's true? Yeah, I think part of it for me was I always felt really lucky that my parents told me I could do anything I wanted to do. I was never told that I couldn't do something. So, oh, you want to you want to bake? 
go bake. You yeah. want to, you know, you want to start this business. How can we help you? Yeah. I, like I never amazing. felt uh, dragged down by anything. So did you, I mean, but did you, so you feel like that confidence came from your parents? Yeah, for sure. And family. Yeah. Like how? I mean, like, so, I mean, they would tell you you could do anything, but like, I mean, like in those moments where you're looking at a recipe and you're like, this is all wrong. Like, where did you get that? Just experience? Uh, probably. Or do you think it's like in your personality? Maybe. I'm very hard headed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I think it's probably that. Like, and also experience, like looking at a recipe, seeing that there's no salt in it. And yeah. realizing there is no good food in this world without yeah. salt in it. Literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever work with kids? Um, not really. I mean, most of my, I mean, my clients are they're, adults. They're adults. Yeah. I just <laughs> was wondering if maybe like you teach any classes or anything. Um, or, or just like informally with like, do you have children? Uh, uh-uh. uh, me neither. Um, yeah, just like maybe informally with like nieces or nephews or something, uh-huh. but it's, I just wanted to ask, but I, I think, um, the way that like you're responding to some of these questions, I feel like you're like, it's just how it is, but it's, oh. I don't think that's normal for a lot of teenagers. Like I work with teenagers a lot. I'm such a broken record about this on this podcast, but that confidence is not like, I don't think it's a given. I think it's really special. It's really unique. Um, so that's why I just, I'm, I'm always curious, like, where does it come from? Um, I'm, I, I guarantee there are like plenty of kids who like, like to cook, Mm -hmm. who don't have that, who, who, who do see like a cookbook recipe and feel like I couldn't change it. I, my instincts aren't going to be like, not not better or worse even, but just like I don't I don't get to have ownership like mm-hmm. compared to this book that's published. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean I do I think it's kind of I I think it's probably um key to like your your story, <laughs> even if it even if it just feels to you like, oh, it's just how I am. I also think it's not uh People always say cooking and baking, it's a science. Maybe not necessarily cooking, but baking's a science. Yeah. And I don't actually don't believe that. that. Yeah. Like you can have a base and you if you have a really solid foundation when it comes to baking, you can tweak whatever you want. Like my chocolate chip cookie recipe, I tweak all the time. If I don't want to put chocolate chips in it, like I'll put raisins and oatmeal in it. Or yeah. you know, if you have a really solid foundation. So I think it's just um yeah, having confidence, but also it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. Having confidence, having creativity. But I also think this idea that it's not the end of the world if it doesn't work out, like that also isn't that common. Like really? I agree with you. <laughs> I fully, and I, and I do think people that end up doing creative things, you know, either for a profession or it's like a big part of their adult life, they have this thought, like they have this thought of like, it's not the end of the world if it, if it doesn't work out, that's how we kind of like maintain resiliency. Cause mm-hmm. if you're going to experiment, you're going to try things like, of, of course there will be like failures. I think that word is even strong for that because if you're trying something brand new, like it's not a failure, yeah. if it doesn't go it's well, it's like you're experimenting. You yeah. It's just like, you know, it's like trial one and <laughs> like mm-hmm. a series of experiments. But I, I do think a lot of people, 
have this feeling that if it doesn't work out, it means they're bad. It means like, um, they don't deserve like to try the thing or to work on the thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I'm doing this whole podcast cause I'm curious about mm-hmm. like what's going on with artists that like, you know, kind of gives you that, like those little, those ingredients that are like, it's fine if it doesn't go well, I can make this recipe my own, even though like no one's given me permission or given me authority. Um, I don't know. I think those things are kind of, those are things are kind of unique and kind of cool. I never thought of it that way. (laughs) What do you think now? I mean, I mean, are you having thoughts? Um, I just, again, I just feel lucky that I guess I am the way I am. I'm not, I'm, everyone says they're a perfectionist, right? Um, but I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you don't, you don't have like, again, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You don't have theories about where that comes from. I don't think, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I have no idea. It's just like, it's just, it's just who is who you are. And maybe like it sounds like your parents were very supportive. Uh-huh. That surely helps. Yeah. Although like I'm lucky you know, that way. I talk with also a lot of artists who have really like they feel like their creativity comes out of like feeling really lonely and okay. kind of like isolated as a child. So I don't know. It's okay. very it's interesting. Um so uh so as you were starting in school, like um I mean I'm I'm maybe more interested in like these background things than like the thing. Although Mm -hmm. I also want to talk about the thing, but what kinds of things, what kinds of stories are like, are are there any stories you want to tell about like the time you were in school as it pertains to like your creative resiliency, like um, how you started to kind of like think about your brand or like, you know, what it is Mm -hmm. that you do just Tell me about, tell me about the school time. So I went into culinary school, like I said, 13th grade, I was 18, you know, just graduated high school. Um, and I went in knowing that I wanted to make wedding cakes. Okay. I don't know why I never made one before. Maybe I had seen some shows on the food network or the cooking channel or something. I I can't remember that far back. It wasn't that far ago. It was not that long ago, but I still can't remember. And all the culinary instructors said, you'll change your mind. Mm-hmm. You're going to change your mind. You'll get there. You'll change your mind. Yeah. You know. Why Why do you think they said that? I think because none of them made cakes. Mm. They were all... Um, so UVU is very food heavy, like yeah. cooking heavy. And there's only two baking classes. Okay. Um, baking or pastry. There's only one like dessert class. And then the other one is like breads. Okay. You know, basics. Yeah. Um, and I think they just thought that she'll get into it and realize you can't make money or, you know, it's a really hard job or something. And everyone said, you'll change your mind. And for a second I did, I had one class where we cooked on the line and I loved it. Yeah. And then I realized after like, I can't do this for a job. I don't want to get yelled at by a chef all day. You know? And when you said you're a homebody too, which like you can, you bake at, at home. Uh, I've, I've done both. I've rented kitchens. I started in my house. I've done, yeah. I've done it all. Cool. Um, I'm just thinking like, yeah. maybe that's also like, I can picture like a kitchen being very busy uh-huh. and like, I imagine like making wedding cakes is a little bit more personal. Uh-huh. 
I'm also not a morning person. Yeah. And so same. bread was out. Yeah. Like I, I don't even know what 4:30 in the morning looks like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or earlier, the graveyard they, shift. They Thank have to you, wake up no. that early to make bread. And a lot of the times, pastry chefs are the graveyard shift because wow. the chefs are the ones that are you know prepping during the day. And yeah. So the bakery, the pastry chefs usually will oh get the gosh. super super early. I can't do that. I yeah. don't. I don't do well you would before get six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> all your everything you made would yeah. be like dark and yeah. sad. <laughs> You'd be like only I don't know what's a sad kind of a bread to make. Um, I don't know. There aren't any sad breads. I don't think so. <laughs> rye. Okay, I love rye though. <laughs> I love rye too. Yeah, but isn't rye kind of like it's, it's a like party? Color. It's yeah. like a. I I mean like, it's like a. It's maybe not like the most joyful bread. Yeah, it's like a sharper flavor. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, do you feel like the professors, like, was it just that they thought like, like, did you feel like they were like projecting anything onto you? Um, like, do you feel like it was just that they, like, where did that come from? Like, they, you said like they, they, maybe you can't make money doing cakes. What else did you say? Or like the reasons? Uh, you'll get tired of it. I don't, I don't know why yeah. they were telling me that I would change my mind. Yeah. I just heard them all say, you'll change your mind. Is there like a stereotype about like baking or like wedding cakes? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, but I'm so immersed in it that yeah. maybe I'm blinded to all of that, but I don't think so. I wonder if it's like, you know, wedding cakes get a lot of attention. Okay. And I wonder if there's like a some jealousy I mean, I think, or something. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering because I feel like sometimes that happens with like, you know, I've I think that happens with a lot of types of things. There's like you know the classic like high high art um, that maybe doesn't get a lot of like public attention, but the people who teach it feel very like this is like the thing yeah. that matters. And then like whatever is kind of like you know, more kind of out in like pop culture awareness. It's like, well, that's not, you know, there's kind of like a threatened mm -hmm. sort of thing, but you didn't feel that. I don't think so. You seem very like without guile. Like you seem <laughs> very just like joyful and like oh. <laughs> uh, maybe unaffected by like, um, like if there's, I imagine if there's like negativity around you, it's like, it bounces off of you. Do you feel like that's true? I try not to do drama. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah. Again, ultimately, like, I I care what I think. Yeah. And other people's opinions. Yeah, they're important, but they're not the end all be all. Yeah. If I'm happy, I'm yeah. happy. <laughs> that's, I mean, you should teach a class on that. <laughs> um, okay. So anything else, like while you were in school, like, I mean, by the time you finished, you were like, I'm making wedding cakes. Yeah. I made one of my good friends from high school. Um, I made her wedding cake when she got married. And that was during one of my, like maybe second or third semester in culinary school. And that's when I decided like, yes, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. Okay. I worked at a bakery when I turned 16. So okay. I had made cakes before, but my very first wedding cake was, I mean, I was probably 19. Okay. Because I tell people I've been doing cakes for 10 years. Yeah. But Great. officially not 10 years. Not quite. Like not exactly. Yeah. Um, 
so any, is there anything else you want to tell from like your time at school? Like what, what you learned and, and, you know, you can talk about like logistical things or like just what you learned about like working with people or what you learned about like, you know, just anything that you felt was kind of like eye opening or that kind of like shifted a, your perspective in any way, if, if anything. I think in culinary school, we, so we had a class that we stayed with all like two and a half years we were in culinary school. Okay. So we, we followed the same students around in every single class. Okay. And I realized there that I wanted to work for myself yeah. and just with myself. Yeah. Um, I, I keep saying 13th grade because it was like very dramatic. Culinary school was very dramatic. Tell me all about it. It was just, like I said, we're, it's probably, let's see, I think there were seven students in my class and I was with them every day. Mm, sometimes like roommates. Like, sometimes yeah. like 12 hours a day. Cause wow. at culinary school, I almost don't want to say this, but like we pay them so we can work for them. Yeah. You know, like we were yeah. the students, we were in charge of serving yeah. the holiday parties and yeah. catering things and stuff like that. So we just spent way too much time yeah. with each other. And that's when I realized I just want to be yeah. with myself. I want to work for myself with myself. I never really wanted employees. Yeah. I never want this business to be bigger than me. Yeah. And I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I feel similarly. I mean, I do, I hire people, but I also like, you know, every once in a while I think about like, you know, the stability of like a job where like I have a boss or like someone else's uh -huh. and I just feel like it's not worth it. I would rather deal with like all of the, like all of the like really stressful things yeah. of being self-employed than like having to be at someone else's beck and call. Uh -huh. And I love running my own schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I feel like that's something we're definitely similar. Like, I also hate mornings. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah, I I hate, like, regularity, too, in some ways. Like, if my schedule's too much the same every day, I start feeling like things are very monotonous, and I yeah. feel like I get distracted. Um, it's easier for me to focus if I feel like, you know, things are kind of balanced, like there's one day where I do like all of this kind of thing. And then the next day I'm doing like a totally different kind of thing. Uh -huh. it, it, I'm more productive overall. I think if my schedule's not like, if my day doesn't like start and end the same way, mm -hmm. I think that's, I think probably a lot of creatives yeah. are like that. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to tell about like your time at school? Um, I actually didn't learn cake in school. Okay. Um, we had one unit where we had to cover dummy cakes, dummy like styrofoam. Yeah. We had to cover a three-tier cake in fondant. We had to make sugar flowers and we had to pipe. Okay. And if you look at any of my work, I still don't pipe. I suck at piping. Like I've always had kind of shaky hands when it yeah. comes to that really fine stuff. Intricate. Yeah. So I don't pipe anymore, but we had to, that was the only cake we made in culinary school. Wow. And... Um, the instructor, I love her to death, but she did not teach us any sugar flowers. She just said, really? this is floral wire. This is gum paste. This is how you color them. Like go teach yourself. Wow. And so I kind of had to figure it out. I looked at flowers. I, I mean, I did the YouTube thing. Yeah. Um, and that was, 
I mean, 10 years ago. So YouTube wasn't as big as it is now. How old are you? I'm 29. I'm 31. So like, it's kind of like a similar, uh, I remember also when YouTube was like, there wasn't that much there. No. Um, it's a totally different thing. Yes. I, I remember when I remember being like someone being like, oh, I just saw it on YouTube and being like, what's that? Uh-huh. It happened in my freshman year of college. Like, <laughs> I hadn't heard of YouTube before. I don't even remember when someone said YouTube. I don't remember I when I, I discovered just remember it, it because really. I was like in college and yeah. it was like someone said it like, oh, it's this resource. And I was just like, what is it? Yeah. Like, and, and back th- then it might've just been like music or something. Yeah, I think so. Maybe there were like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was a totally different thing, Yeah, but yeah. And so. now it's amazing. Like and anything, going, I would never do school there. now, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like you can learn anything can, on the internet. It's true. And you books learn and a stuff. Lot. Well, I mean, I think, I think the one thing that is the hard to learn on the internet is like how to work with people. True. Um, but if you're working by yourself, but you still, you work with clients. Yeah. So, All the time. But if you, I mean, but it seems to me like you had good people skills. That I, wasn't something that you needed to learn. <laughs> I <laughs> tried. Kind of, like you had that already. Um, so when you finished school, how did you start like building your brand and building your business? Um, that was just something that came without me really like trying super hard. Not, not to make my sound, myself sound like amazing, but I, I, I had all my friends were getting married. So I made their cakes and then neighbors and then people that were my mom's friends, like their children never met them before. And then, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. Those friends told those friends. And then I was making cakes for people I'd never met before. And it just kind of grew into this business that I didn't really think that I I didn't know how my business was going to come about, but that's kind of how it, it did. And I've, I mean, I'm grateful for it. I, I love Instagram for that reason. Like mm, yeah. I don't really advertise. Yeah. It's all word of mouth. I work with wedding planners. I love working with wedding planners. Yeah. Cause then, I mean, they, they tell brides, you should work with Cassidy and yeah. then we coordinate and yeah. we have a tasting and that's great. I show up with their wedding cake. Um, what about things like, you know, figuring out boundaries. Like if someone's like, Oh, make me a cake. And they're like, that's too expensive. Or, you know, figuring out your pricing, like what was that stuff difficult for you? Like just, you know, figuring out kind of like the logistics of like how to respect your time Mm -hmm. or even things like, you know, like what your kind of standards are for Mm -hmm. like your product or like, you know, figuring out if there's like things that you're like, I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like what, what was that like? Um, so I, you've probably noticed this, but I, I'm a very, I know exactly what I, I want and I kind of want people to want what I want. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always set myself a minimum order. Uh, I very rarely will go under the minimum order. Um, and there's certain things that I, I post on my website. I never use Crisco. Yeah. Ever. Like you don't do piping. Crisco is a swear word. Yeah. You know? Um, so I'm making, I only use butter, like yeah. butter frosting. If you want, if you want a whipped cream frosting, like I'm not your girl. Yeah. Um, if you want jammy fillings, yeah. I'm not your girl. Yeah. Um, and also it's just kind of educating people. Yeah. You know, whipped cream's not strong enough. Yeah. To stack a wedding cake. Yeah. It's not. And, um, 
Crisco doesn't have any flavor. Like yeah. you want butter. Butter is delicious. Yeah. Butter is life. <laughs> so with that kind of stuff though, like again, I feel like the help this amount of confidence, I, I think it's, I think it's not that common. Like, I mean, I think it's common that people get there, uh-huh. but um, it sounds like this is just like, you just, this is just how you are. Did you, did you get any like pushback? I mean, you know, if you're young, you're young girl, you're like nice, you make cakes. I can imagine people being like, don't tell me like you don't use Crisco. Did you have any experiences like that of people like pushing back or being like, when I was in my twenties, like I was also like a fairly confident, like business owner, like pretty confident about my skill set. I cannot tell you how many people said things to me, like not people in my industry, like clients Uh said things to me, like you have a lot to learn, you know, or like you're young, you'll see, you know, like, and the older that I get, the more that I know that I was right, you mm-hmm. know, but like, did you, did you have any pushback or what did, um, I can think of a couple, but I also think that you just have to educate people. Yeah. Like you, if they want cream cheese frosting on the outside of the cake, you're like, that's not going to happen. It will melt or. Well, it'll melt. It won't set up. Yeah. You know, it'll be like really soft, not stable. And if you just explain to people the reason why you don't do the things that you do. Yeah. They, they get it. They realize, oh, you're right. Crisco doesn't have any flavor or, oh, you're right. Like I don't want my cake to melt after it's been sitting out for an hour in the sun. Right. Yeah. So I think it's just, uh, just an education thing, just letting them know why you do the things that you do and, and hoping that they trust you, that you know what you're doing. And when, when you've had experiences where maybe like, I mean, do, do you do like a consultation with people? And then they decide to hire you or not? Yeah, like probably 98% of the time I meet with my brides. Before they like hire you or um, after? It's probably like half and half. Okay. Some will put down a deposit and then okay. um, we know we're working together and then we have a tasting later. And yeah. then some, you know, meet me for a tasting and they, you know, lots of people are honest. You know, we're meeting with other people. We'll let you know. Yeah. And then... They just, we go from there. So if you, have you had experiences and if so, like how do you, how do you kind of deal with it of like, or have you had, ex- um, like just rejection, like, you know, people going with someone else or like, if you find, if you happen to know, I mean, I don't know if you know, but like, if you find that like some specific other person is getting hired, like, and they're doing something that you like, you know, is against like kind of your rules. Uh-huh. Like, have you ever had like a second guessing yourself or like any kind of feelings like, like that? Uh, I, I have lost a few clients to other cake decorators, but usually it's because of price. Okay. And you're just not, you're not, I'm a little more expensive than other people in Utah. Yeah. But the reason I'm more expensive is because I've been doing this almost 10 years. Yeah. And I don't use cheap ingredients. Yeah. I never, ever, ever bake with cake mixes. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not selling brides cake mix. And this, these things that you're saying again, like where you're kind of like on this higher end of the market, like 
was there a time that you didn't feel confident about that? Or like, like, did you have to like get there or were you just like there? I mean, I was, I did a lot of cakes where I got paid minimum wage or below like $3 an hour. I did the math once on this one. Yeah. Like baby shower cake I made. It took me, I charged $50. I'm so embarrassed to say this, but it's, I charged her. You don't know when you're. Yeah, you don't. And this was, I don't know, probably like six or seven years ago. I charged her $50 and that thing cost me, or it, it took me 12 hours to wow. make. Oh so my gosh. I don't even know what the math, I yeah. don't want to do it because yeah. it'll make me sad. <laughs> but um, I, we, I think we all do that as yes. um, cake decorators yeah. and cake well, artists. Anyone who prices for creative services, it does that sometimes. Yeah. Like you aren't think it's really hard to think about like your time, like the time that it takes to make like this thing they're paying for, but also like the resources and also like your pastime, like mm-hmm. your skill set. It's very difficult to like, it's very difficult to like set pricing. Yeah. Especially when you're new and you don't really know how long things are going to take and you're yeah. kind of just guessing. I yeah. think it's going to take six hours. So I'm going to time six hours by this much an hour. Yeah. And- plus cost of ingredients. I think a lot of people don't realize all the work that goes into yeah. into a cake. Even just a little cake. Yeah. You know, a 6-inch cake has, you know, a lot of things in it sometimes, especially birthdays, which I don't do. I have yeah. a bunch of cake friends that I send all of the themed cakes to cuz yeah. I just don't enjoy that. Yeah. That's not my artistic skill set. Yeah. I like pretty wedding cakes. Yeah. I don't want to do I always say, like, I won't carve you a dinosaur. Yeah. First of all, it would be truly horrendous. It would not look like a dinosaur. <laughs> and who knows if it would stay standing by the end of the day. I just don't have that skill set. Yeah. So I have friends that I send those to. Yeah. You have, like, your your network. Yes. Um, what about, like, you know, brides can be, like, very particular. Yes. How do you kind of negotiate, like, you know, a bride's vision with, like, your like what you know is gonna work Uh um or like if a bride suggests something to you that you think is in like truly poor taste like Uh how do you negotiate those kinds of situations um so up front in emails I always find out what their vision is always yeah because if they want something really not my style I have a bunch of people that I can send them to um I want I kind of want people to want to work with me because they, they, they like, like what, what I you do. do. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's big. I, I find out immediately what your, what your vibe is. Like I always yeah. just say, what's the vibe of your wedding? Yeah. Like, can you send me some pictures of what you're thinking of just so I can find out if we're a good fit or not? And yeah. there, there've been a lot of brides that I just haven't been a good fit with yeah. and that's fine. I it, mean, it I, bother I don't fit with everyone yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Cause there's other people that they'll fit perfectly with. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's very like wholehearted and like, um, healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many weddings in Utah. Yeah. So many, there is a more than enough work to go around for yeah, everyone. Totally. And I don't have to get every single wedding. Do you feel like you've, oh, I mean, since you, since you've made, so was there like a transition time in terms of like your income, like where you were between 
you know, whatever you were doing before and being able to do this full time mm-hmm. or did it, was it pretty fast? Um, I always had a job in addition to making cakes. I think it's so hard to say now, but I think it was like five or maybe six years ago is when I went full time. Yeah. So for about five years, I was, you During, know, other jobs yeah. and cake at night. During that time, you knew you wanted to make cakes full time. Uh-huh. So was there anything like stressful about that or kind of like how how did you how did you like close the gap or did you just feel like I just need to be patient and keep doing what I'm doing and it will happen? I was I I was patient. I didn't know when I wanted to be full time. Mm. I think it just finally came to that point where I was so busy one month that I asked my job, can you not schedule me for a month? Yeah. And they didn't. And at the end of that month, I was like, I don't think I need, I don't need to come job. back. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I need to come back. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about? So I like to talk in like kind of three categories. The first one is like, how did you develop your creative skills? Because again, I mean, it seems, I feel like the answers you're giving me are like, this is just a given. This is just, this is what I did. This is who I am. Um, but again, like I find that so many people, like when they're, when they're gathering their skill set, like the stuff they end up getting paid for, um, people, a lot of people give up because it's so difficult to like be bad at something. <laughs> you know? Like when you're very first trying something brand new, like you've never made like uh-huh. a sugar rose or something mm-hmm. like, you know, every once in a while, I think maybe there's someone who like, it really just comes very naturally and there aren't those kind of like struggles. I don't get that sense from you though. I get the sense that like you had to work stuff out. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, you know, I kind of want to know like, how did you do it? Like, what is unique about, and I don't mean just you, but like, how did you like keep working on this thing? How did you develop this skill? How did you like find the, the resiliency or like the passion or the interest or even just like the creativity, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the sheer, like out of the boxness of it, Mm -hmm. um, to like solve these problems. Um, so that's usually, I think like, that's like, you know, from the time you're a child up to like, maybe through college, like, Mm -hmm you're when you're a kid you're just you're interested and you're curious and you're kind of and then it starts to feel like a little more serious like it's a skill you know and you start to maybe feel like this is something I do and then it's like like baking is something I do and then like baking is part of who I am um is there anything else you want to say about like that like the first the first kind of portion of like your philosophies maybe about like gaining artistic skills Mm -hmm. I think it was just not being afraid of failing, just being creative. And I mean, I was the little girl that played with Play-Doh. Yeah. You know? Is that a fear that you felt like you had to like overcome or did you kind of just not have it? I don't, I don't remember having it. You don't it. remember having I it. I don't think I remember having yeah. it. Um. Okay. Like as someone <laughs> who just like doesn't have this, like you don't have a fear of failure. Do you feel like you have... I have a fear of failure. Oh, okay. (laughs) But back then, but back then I was like, you're a kid and what does it matter? Yeah. Like you have the whole rest of your life to figure it out. that's really lovely. Like, I mean, that's what I I tell my students. Like, don't be hard on yourself about this. You're literally 12. Yeah. You know, like you're you're not supposed to be... No one's good when they're 12. 
Yeah, you're not supposed to be like, you're not supposed to have all the skills you're ever going to have. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, we can talk about your your fear of failure in like the <laughs> third category. But I think maybe I just, do you have thoughts like in terms of like advice or, um, or just thoughts about like, you know, maybe that's not a mindset that you had to like cultivate. I think probably some of that is like just your personality. Like some of it's probably like genetics. Like mm-hmm. that's your personality. Some of it's probably like you had support around you. Um, do you feel like having had that experience of like, you know, that particular thing having been like intuitive or, or fairly easy for you? Do you feel like you can like see, how do I want to ask? Like, if you see other people struggling with that in a way that you're like, I've never struggled with that. Do you feel like you have like insight or like, what would you tell someone who like does kind of have that? Like when they're very, when they're developing skills, like a sense of kind of fear or like, you know, worthlessness Mm -hmm. or like any of those things are like, do I deserve this? Can I do this? Um, I don't know. Like, do you have, do you have insights about like how someone might, like, what is it like in your mind? Um, I think it just comes with practice. Like, practice something, and if you fail, you're not failing. You just learned how not to do it. Yeah. I mean, what's who said that first? The light bulb guy. Yeah, Edison. Yes. That's what I was saying before. Like, if you think about it like it's trial one and you're like, yeah, you know, it's just if you think about it like I'm learning and so like, you know, if like the, my first try, like it doesn't go the way I want, like I just learned like... Mm-hmm this doesn't work. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll do it better next time. Yeah. I'll do something different next time. That happens when I make sugar flowers. That, my first one's never amazing. Yeah. You mean like each time you make a cake or like each time you make a every, new type of a flower? Every time I make a new flower, I always think I'll do, I'll do it better next time. Like yeah. next time I'll do this and it'll be better. And then yeah. the next time after that, like I, maybe the 10th try, I feel like, okay, this is yeah. solid. I'm happy with this yeah. product. That's great. That's awesome. Just like, it just doesn't, it doesn't weigh on you. It's like you see the first one and you're like, I made this and I can make a better one. And it's like I said, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw it away. My husband gets mad, but I like, if I don't love it, I'll throw it away. Yeah. He's like, you should at least give that to someone, but it's not, it's not like, it's not perfect yet. So I don't, I'm not proud of it yet. Well, do you also feel like part of the reason, do you feel like, I don't know. I mean, if your husband's saying you should at least give that to someone, I imagine that implies like there's like a certain type of value in like this flower that uh-huh. you made. Yeah, because it took me three hours to make. And maybe <laughs> you're kind of saying like, this isn't the thing. Like I'm making like the 10th flower. Yeah. Like this flower is like, maybe this is a three hour flower, but this is also just like the first three hours of like, however many. Yeah. Do you feel like you're just like, you're not considering the first flower? It's like, yeah, I think it's test. Yeah. You're not seeing it as like, this is like a thing. It's like, this is just a step. Yeah. Yeah. And then I may or may not use that thing. That one. Yeah. If I, if I love it a little bit, then I'll use it. If I hate it, then I won't. Yeah. I'll put it in the trash. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Figure it out. (laughs) Well, you know, with music, like if you're writing, if I'm like writing a song or composing a new piece, it's a little bit different because like, you know, like when I write, I use like a, 
like I record, like I'll, I'll write a little and then like, I'm afraid I'm going to forget. So I'll like, I'll like write a little bit, I'll record it. And then like, I leave that. Like it's, I, you know, I, I, Come I push stop and like, no, I push stop and like start a new track. Okay. And then I'm, you know, I'm working. And sometimes like the thing that I end up with, you know, if I go back and listen to that first track, like my first like draft, I guess it sounds totally different. Like it's a totally different thing, but it feels a little bit more like it's a layer. Like, you know, I guess that bottom layer like is still in there. Like maybe my final idea is still in the same key or mm-hmm. something, you know, even though they're like, they basically end up being like totally different songs. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if you're, that's why I'm wondering if you're thinking of your first flower is just like, it's a draft, you yeah. know? Um, whereas like in a song, you don't actually have a thing. Like it's, I mean, it's a track, but I could delete it. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense to me. Like I delete that first track because like the thing I'm caring about is like the one that Way later on. I end up on. Yeah. yeah. But maybe just the fact that it's like an actual, like you can hold the flower in your hand is mm-hmm. like, you can't throw that away. That's your work. But I think I'm just empathizing. Like, yes. I think it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> like it's probably feels, I, mean, I get why that would feel like that to you. Uh-huh. Even if someone's like, you know, but this first track has really good stuff. And it's like, yeah, but it, but it became like this thing. Yeah. Like that's not perfect yet. It will be yeah. perfect in a few tries. Yeah. Yeah. It's so um, valuable. It's just not what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, okay. So yeah, it, that like the first thing, the first like portion is like, how do we gain creative skills? Um, so we talked about that. Then I like to talk about like all of the like logistical things about being like a self-employed, like freelance mm-hmm. artist. Um, and it, anything from like, Oh, I hate this part of it. Or like this, I had to really work hard to like figure this out to just like, you know, you're, you're an introvert and you love being mm-hmm. alone, but mm-hmm. like, um, is it ever isolating or like just what kind of lessons do you feel like you have learned or are trying to learn about like the business? Um, probably the biggest thing. And I, I always say this, but I make cakes for a living, but I also do dishes for a living. Mm. So yeah, it's like people see this glamorous, Oh, you make wedding cakes. That's so fun. It's like, yeah, it's 20% fun, 80% work. Yeah. Like dishes, emails. I despise emails. The emails. Especially in January where mm, all the brides are planning. The yeah, they all got engaged at Thanksgiving or Christmas or, you know, there's always that goal. We got engaged in 2018, so we're getting married in 2019. Yeah. January is go time. Yeah. And just January is hard. Yeah. And also it's dark yes. and cold and it's very gloomy. Yeah. It's just, and January you haven't had any vitamin worst. D or exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Since the summer. And you, and you've been sitting on the couch all day answering emails and you look at your watch, you know, to step counter and you're like, perfect. I watched, I walked 50 steps I, today. That's so relatable. To I the can't kitchen. Even tell you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know like, my emails are crazy right now because like everyone's doing like their last minute, like changes and coordination and stuff. Um, and like I had a couple of gigs this weekend, so I wasn't like staying on top of my inbox. And like, that is one thing about Mondays (laughs) that I do not like Uh is like just inbox. (laughs) Yeah. Like feeling like the, the, like 
the horrible realization of how many emails yes. to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah. But I set an autoresponder usually. So mm. like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, it'll say, sorry, I'm out of the office. Like, yeah. I'm executing weddings. Yeah. I will get back to you on Monday yeah. or Tuesday. Because yeah. Mondays I like to like... Breathe. Yeah. Monday's your, your Sunday. Dead to the world. Don't want to do anything. Your rest day. Usually it's like, oh, we're out of milk. We need bread. You know, that's yeah. like Mondays are my my normal person day. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I mean, do you have thoughts about like, like I find I like working alone too. Like I said, I'm also an introvert, but the thing that's difficult for me is like, if I need advice, there's no one like, you know, or if there's something, if there's like a new problem or if I feel like, or even just like, you know, um, that kind of like camaraderie of like, mm-hmm. Oh, the dishes, you know, like, do you ever feel like a, do you feel like a lack of community? I, I don't because I'm friends with a lot of the cake decorators here in Utah. Like once a month we try and go to dinner together. Oh, that's awesome. And we'll like go to each other's houses for dinner or, you know, we all meet. And so I don't feel, I I don't feel isolated like that. I'm isolated within like the best way with, yeah. Like within myself when I'm at home doing the things of the business that I don't love to do. Yeah. But how did you make friends with those people? Like, was it, was it like you were friends and then you became, or like, how, how did, how do you do that? Um, one of the girls actually just messaged me and she said a bunch of us cake decorators are going to dinner and it was just kind of this cold, that's amazing. Like total cold call. I love and I love it. I, I love those girls. I love that that's like the culture. It's not like a competitive thing. It's just like like you said there's so there's weddings are are a renewable resource. Yeah. There <laughs> and I said this earlier. There's so many weddings in Utah. There's more than enough work for everyone. Yeah. And it's good cuz when I'm busy, I'll say like I'm sorry, yeah. I'm unavailable, but try these three girls. When you probably have a good idea of like you said before like whose vibe is kind of like the right fit, uh-huh. that probably I imagine that makes each of you feel more confident about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is my place and like this is what I do. And I don't mean like this is your place, I just mean like this is my place. Yeah. Like, this is this is what I do yeah. and that cake looks like that girl, that cake looks like that person, yeah. you know. Like that would be, you, you might not be a good fit for me, but you're a great fit for this person or this person. Like you should totally reach out. They will do an amazing job. That's fantastic. I'm obsessed with that. Um, yeah, just being supportive of each other. It's such a no brainer to me. It seems like so clear that that is like all around positive, like better for every, in every single way. And it can um, be so lonely to work for yourself. Yeah. Like so lonely. So I, I honestly don't know what I would do without those girls now. We have an Instagram message thread and it's yeah. like, it's it's going all day, every really? day. That's awesome. Do you talk about like, what do you talk about? I mean, like, do you, do you ask each other for advice or do you like show like, look what I made? Yeah. That's great. Um, things, <laughs> things that we make and we don't want to share on our social medias, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. I made this this weekend, but I don't want to share it on my Instagram. So like, I just have to get it out there kind of thing. Do you not want to share it because it's not like on brand or because you're like not proud of it? Not on brand. Yeah. It's like something you made for you. And it's almost always things you make for your family and you feel like you can't tell them no. So you make this like truly horrendous themed (laughs) cake. No dinosaurs though. That you you can't put it on your Instagram because 
it's trashy or yeah. like truly hideous or <laughs> but something you need to like let your friends know like I yeah. did this yeah yeah or um, like borrowing things like does anyone have this yeah so I don't have to buy it that's because you know you're only gonna use I it once I love that that's so powerful mm-hmm. I think um do you ever make like I mean, I can't imagine that you ever make a full on wedding cake that's not for a wedding. But like if you're just like experimenting, like do you if you want to come and exper- experiment with something, do you wait for like a um like a bride who you think like this is where or like how do you No, brides are very particular about what they want. And so it's probably 95% of the time really hard to get them to change their mind. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while you get that unicorn bride who tells you, you can do whatever you want. Like, this is my theme. Yeah. These are my flowers. Like, go, I think I mean something different. Oh. Like, I think I mean like if you, like if you see like a new trend or you have an idea and you think like, I want to try this, like, do you just make it or? Yeah. Or, yeah. okay. I, th- I was wondering, or if like, you know, a bride will give you a thing that you've never done before and you're like, this is a great opportunity to, yeah. but I'm kind of wondering like, how do you experiment or like, how do you? So, uh, a lot of wedding industry professionals will do photo shoots okay? because brides, um, they're very visual. They see something and they want it. Yeah. Whereas in my head, I see something and I want to make it. But it's hard to describe to right. a bride what yes. I'm talking about without yeah. having a, like a physical, tangible, like a photo or yeah. a dummy cake or something. So a lot of industry professionals will um, will do photo shoots where we yeah. get to do whatever we want. How often do you do that? Um, in the off season, we do it a lot during the wedding mm-hmm. season. So like you're too busy. April to yeah. October, ain't nobody got time for a photo yeah. shoot. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's always those Arizona girls, those Arizona photographers or planners who are like, August, let's do a photo shoot because they're coming to Utah (laughs) Uh because August is like just way too hot hot in Arizona. So that's like their off season. We're very opposite. I grew up there. Um, I got married in Arizona in May. It's just like sometimes it's too cold here. Yeah. In Utah for that. Yeah. So So wedding season in Arizona is what? Like November, December, January, yeah. February. Winter. Mar- yeah. Yeah. So totally May opposite of us. May is even like a little bit late. Pushing it. Yeah. 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 So we just do photo shoots. That's great. Um, do you ever feel like you want to like kind of do something totally new? Like if how often do you feel like bored or like I want to try something I totally different. I haven't reached that point yet. I hope I never do. Yeah. I don't mean different, like not making cakes. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, is there a time when you're like, I've never done a frosting like this color or like, I've never done this type of color scheme. Like, or I just, I'm just curious, like, you know, when you're doing these photo shoots and you get to do whatever you want, like. I almost never do a white cake for a photo shoot. You kind of want to do something that, like, something you don't get not, to do. Yeah, because I mean, I make I make white wedding cakes almost a hundred percent of yeah. the time. So every once in a while, if if we do a photo shoot and I don't think a white cake will go, like, well, what about mauve? Yeah. Or what if we do a navy one or yeah. a black one or something not white? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a white wedding cake. It's super classy. Yeah. It's always going to be beautiful. Mauve sounds amazing. But yeah. And mauve's a huge color. It's yeah. been a huge color the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm glad mauve has sort of replaced blush and ivory and yeah. gold. 
Because everyone in the industry is so tired of blush and gold and ivory. Yeah. I mean, that you, like kind of champagne yeah. sort of color scheme. Like you probably see that every yeah. other wedding. Luckily, I mean, it doesn't affect us at no. all. But yeah, um, but you at least have to look at it. <laughs> well, and I do really notice if I, if I walk into a wedding that has a really different color scheme, I'm like, oh, oh so pretty. <laughs> but I do. I, lo- I love like just the eucalyptus. Like, oh, just like um, greenery. So like simple. I think it's. It's so clean. It's uh-huh. just like nice. But when I got married, I did like orange and red and like pink and yellow. I love that though. Because it just felt like easy and just like happy and yeah. not fussy. Just yes. like bright. So we, I was looking through your Instagram and I saw that you said like on one of your posts, like orange is such an underrated color. Uh-huh. And I thought like my cake was orange. Yeah. <laughs> I love orange and I never see it at weddings. Like very, very is? rarely. It's just like not a trendy. I think it's one of those colors that's like offensive is not the right word, but it's just like, it is it's orange. loud. Yeah. yeah. I, it's not subtle by any yeah, means. I feel that way about orange clothing, but like orange flowers are like, they're flowers. I love them. Yeah. yeah. My colors for my wedding were same as you. Like, I, I call them juicy colors. So yeah. it's like the pinks and the oranges and yeah. yellows and like dark purples. And mm. I didn't want anything white or yeah. just cream. fun and happy. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um, how do you think about like the inside of the cake versus the outside of the cake? Um, I personally think the flavor is way more important than the way it looks. I think if you have a beautiful cake and the inside tastes disgusting, it doesn't matter if the outside is pretty. Yeah. People will remember how it tasted more than they'll remember how it looked. Yeah. So what's your favorite? It's so important like, to me. What do you love? If it's not chocolate, it's not dessert. <laughs> so my favorite cake will always be chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, just straight chocolate with chocolate filling. Yeah. Um, but if I'm feeling more adventurous, I love the really unique flavors. Yeah. So I have a coconut cake with a passion fruit mm-hmm. filling, which I love. Yeah. I love the sour where it hurts your ears. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. behind your ears. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sweet potato cake with a salted caramel awesome. filling. And, wow. But I, I can't sell that one. Oh. People think it's weird. Like air quotes. They hate, like it's, it's a weird flavor. Yeah. But it's so good. It's good. I want people to branch it sounds out. Sounds like fall. I mean, yeah. it sounds like. I'm surprised that people don't as popular as like fall weddings in Utah are. I'm surprised that more people don't like most of my weddings are vanilla, vanilla, vanilla or vanilla raspberry. Yeah. I can sometimes get them with like a lemon strawberry. Yeah. But my my wedding cake was a lemon raspberry. Yeah. It just, I'm a sucker for lemon raspberry. People here are just very, very easy. Very like not super adventurous. They just like what they know that they will like. Yeah. And it's it's kind of hard to get people to branch out yeah. sometimes. Yeah. But at least try it. That's the whole point of a cake tasting. Yes. Try the weird flavors. Yeah. And I'm using that like in air quotes because yeah. they're not weird. They're just they're not just like different. It's not common. vanilla. Yeah. It's Un- not chocolate. Less usual. Um, okay. Is there anything else that you want to say about like kind of this like the hustle, the business, the logistics, anything you feel like you've had to like learn or like any advice or just, or anything that you've been like surprised that you love? Um, I, I love the, the friendships that I've made mm. in the wedding industry. I mean, not just the, the cake girls that I'm friends with, 
but I, some of my dearest friends are florists and photographers and wedding planners. And like the wedding industry is such a fun little group of nomads. (laughs) I find that the wedding industry, um, it, it, it's this cross section between like really creative people and really organized, organized. people. Yes, those wedding which planners. Which is like a beautifully rare... Type A. Yes. I really like it as well. Like you want things that are like aesthetic. It's like it's like the business minds, but like doing like the most beautiful, like non-essential things, mm-hmm. you know, like just stuff that's just like, I just mean non-essential because it's not like a bank you know yeah. I just, it's like yeah like this kind of like you know it's a party mm-hmm. um but like it runs like it runs like a bank yes but it's more fun yeah or something I don't know and I've noticed a lot of wedding professionals their first job was not creative or yeah. artistic like they were very mm, corporate you know, yeah yeah accountants or and they just wanted something fun, something yeah. not as They want to strict. apply those skills to something that's, yeah, that's beautiful and playful. Yeah. yeah. That's great. But okay. Last kind of category. It's the most abstract, which is why I save it for last. Cause I feel uh-huh. like it takes a minute to kind of like, you know, just get to know each other. Yeah. Um, but, um, I like, I like to think about, I like our identities. Um, you know, I think lots of times just in general, we feel as humans, like, you know, our identity is wrapped up in like what we spend time doing. Not everyone feels like that. I think a lot of people do. Um, and I think especially for creatives, like so much of kind of like your heart and soul is like reflected Mm -hmm. in your, in the product you make, you like put a little piece of yourself Mm -hmm. into like everything you make. Um, and that can be very vulnerable and it can leave you kind of exposed, you Mm -hmm. know, um, dealing with kind of like rejection or criticism or like, you know, what does it feel like when someone like loves what you've done? Um, and just what, what do you, what's, where, where do you want to talk in like that kind of like very abstract, is there a place you like to start or something that like you often think about or? Or do you want me to be more specific? Yeah, be more specific. I know sometimes people like they they like think about a lot of things, and if I ask really specific questions, like we miss like yes, you know. I think I've done that a few times today. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's so hard. So I try to back like go back and forth between like specific and like. Uh-huh. And if you ever want to go back and like, you know, like I said, I feel like it takes a minute for you to be like, wait, no, I do have opinions about this, yes. or like I have, um, because I, you know. I think like the default like premise that I come at this project with like the podcast is called artifice because it's like, you know, it's art, it's artful, but it's also like you're only seeing like the very end, you Mm -hmm. know, there's kind of like, like you said, I mean, even like the artifice of what you do is like, no one sees the dishes Mm -hmm. and it's it's not, I mean, it's not like I think you should be posting pictures of your dishes. I don't, I don't, Sometimes I don't do. argue with it, you know, but, um, but I think people can get so mystified by like creative professions and creative professionals, um, because like 
we are seeing this like shiny end result of like all of this stuff. And I just want to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, okay. Here's, here's one thing we know we can talk about. Mm -hmm. What's your fear of failure? Tell me about that. Um, I always, I mean, I might act like I'm this super confident, have all my crap together kind of person, but everyone's afraid of not being good enough. Yeah. Like, what if I make this, this crazy cake and no one likes it? So in like that scenario, it's crazy because it's like unique, like it hasn't been done before. And so like, is that what you mean? Yeah. Is that or, what crazy means in that scenario? Or yeah. Like, uh, so like the black wedding cake, the yeah. first time I made a black wedding cake, I had so many people say like, I would never eat that. Yeah. You know, why? because it black isn't is not edible. It's not uh -huh. an edible color. And I'm like, I'm all for it. Okay. There's also like nothing like white that we eat. that's like natural. I mean like coconut, yeah, like what I'm else is coconut. like, what else is white that we like eat in the wild? Yeah. Nothing is white. Refined sugar. Yeah. I mean, nothing is white. Um, I, I reiterate nothing is white because <laughs> it's not white when it, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so I think what I'm, I just wanted to clarify. So like if someone, if you make this crazy cake, like mm -hmm. certainly it's going to be well executed. Mm -hmm. Like that's not something you're worried about. Right. Yeah. Um, so like if someone doesn't like it, what is like, what's the story behind that fear? Like, is it like they'll think my ideas are bad or they'll think I'm weird. You know what I mean? Like, cause the thing someone's not liking about your like hypothetical worry, mm -hmm. the thing someone's rejecting isn't like, the execution of the cake. Mm -hmm. The thing they're rejecting is like your vision. Yeah. So in an example of if I have a bride who doesn't really have an idea of what she wants with her cake, this is her vibe. These are her flowers. I can do whatever I want. Those, I love those. But at the same time, I like, I have this always nervous feeling in the back of my mind thinking, are they going to like it? Yeah. You know, they have no idea what they're getting. Yeah. I'm showing up and it's a complete surprise unveiling of the cake. What if they hate it? Yeah. And I just ruined. Has that ever happened? I don't think so. Yeah. Like Good. not that I can think of. Yeah. But also uh, people are kind. Yeah. And if they didn't like it, I don't think that a lot of them would tell me so. Yeah. But, uh, and also I, I've never shown up to a wedding with a hideous cake. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're just like objectively well done. Yeah, like, like if if you have if you don't like it, it's like totally subjective. It's like a matter of opinion. Yeah, because something I love, my for example, my grandma hates purple. My favorite color is purple. So if I brought her a purple cake, she'd hate it, and I'd love it. Yeah. So it's totally, it's totally subjective. subjective. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with that that worry, like that nervousness, like when you get that kind of like, uh, you gotta fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, just a fake it. Like this is the best cake I've ever made. Put it on the table. Yeah. Take a picture, get out of there. Yeah. Um what's what's vulnerable about your job? It's such a piece of me. It I don't know what I would do if I didn't make cakes. Like I am a cake decorator. Like that is what I do. Yeah. And if someone doesn't like it, that's kind of like a personal mm -hmm. like, oh, do they not like I am I am a cake maker and they don't like my cake. Therefore yeah. they don't like me. So I guess that's yeah. probably it's in the that, back of my mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you say those kinds of things out loud, it's so easy to be like, 
That's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, think, I say it out loud and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but we all have that. Um, oh, I was going to ask another question. Um, I forgot. Maybe it'll come back to me. Um, what do you feel like? I mean, do you, so I asked you at the beginning, like, what are the boundaries of art versus craft? And maybe like the question I, I should have asked is like, um, like, what do you think art is? Like, what does it, or, or what does it mean? Or like, what's like the purpose of it in like, I mean, do you have like, do you philosophize about like the value of art? I, I didn't actually really think about it until you sent over the questions. Yeah. Like we might go over these and I was like, what is art to me? And I think that for me, if you, if you look at something and it makes you feel something, like if mm. you look at a painting or you look at a fireplace that a stonemason built and it bring yeah. and it evokes some sort of emotion, yeah. then it's artistic. Because mm-hmm. yes, like I'm not a stonemason. I don't know a thing about... Yeah mortar yeah you know but that's beautiful still I can appreciate something that I can't do yeah so if it if it evokes any sort of emotion I think it's artistic so you think I mean like I'm not I'm not trying to like pigeonhole you I'm just curious um you think whether something's art has more to do with like the viewer than like the creator good question because I feel like a stonemason might not feel like he or she is an artist. Probably. They might feel like a craftsman. Yeah, I think you're right. And feel like I build these all day and like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm maybe not thinking about it in terms of like, what does this, you know, I'm sure like it's so much skill and so much like, but like, I don't know that that person thinks that what they're doing is art. Yeah. I tend to have a very flexible idea of what art is like uh-huh. I think I agree with you but like this is kind of making me think like I think you're right I think the stonemason would think this is a craft yeah but then in my view like I would see something like that as yeah. art so maybe it is in the based be- on like, your feeling yeah well and then that's a dangerous that's a dangerous idea because then if you could feel like something's art but if someone sees it and thinks it's not then yeah maybe it's not <laughs> But then it's art and there's no rules and it doesn't matter. That's why I like to ask because there is not an answer. Yeah. Um, So I'm just curious, like, how do people think about it? Um, I remembered what I was going to ask you before. Um, Do you ever deal with like stereotypes like or or misperceptions? Um, I assume not from the people who are in your industry because they know. Mm -hmm. But um, like, do you have any experiences with like, you know, int- introducing yourself to someone new and telling them what you do and like feeling misunderstood? Yeah. Everyone is, you, you tell someone I make wedding cakes for a living and everyone without fail. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah. And I mean, part of it's fun, Yeah. but who likes doing dishes? Yeah. Who likes sweeping and mopping the floor every 20 or minutes? Or like, you know always having to do something like brand new. I mean, sometimes that feels great, but like, it's also a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I think I said something about that in the beginning, like people just being like, Oh, that seems fun. Which is why, like, I mean, yes, I am so here with you. Um, people think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Why do they think it's fun? Because like they They've see this <laughs> end result. that's like, yeah, because they haven't done it. And it, and that's, and I think that's so telling, like, I mean, there's, there's a million reasons, like, you know, I've 
never done I've never made a wedding cake because I'm not really interested in making wedding cake. Mm-hmm. I can totally like, I want to like look through the pictures. I'm curious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like to cook. I, I'm not drawn to baking. I, I like it's to, usually one or the other. I like to eat things uh-huh. that people bake. Um, but, uh, but so, I mean, there's that there's like, it's just not what you're passionate about. But I think some people like, would say to you like that's so fun who maybe kind of feel like they could do it oh yeah and especially uh, in utah yes lots of hobbyers yes um and i imagine that if most of those people tried to do what you are doing there would be some reason why they'd be like no yeah um and so that's why i want to give like you an opportunity to say like this isn't easy. This is like, this is how I like got through like those. Cause I'm sure you can imagine those places where people would stop mm-hmm. the places where they'd be like, this takes way too much time. Yeah. This takes, you know, I need way too many tools. Um, Oh, like dealing with brides is whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and like you have either like in each of those kind of typical places where someone might be like, this is what this is. No, thanks. You have either not had an issue or you've like figured out how to deal with that issue. Mm -hmm. So like, are there any other things you'd just like to tell about? Like, this is how I did this thing that is really, um, unique, challenging, special. Like you have really earned that. Mm -hmm. Um, like, what do you want to say about it? Well, I think, because I've been doing it for so long, it's hard for me to think back to the beginning when I was really crappy at frosting a cake. Yeah. Or I didn't have my recipes figured out quite yet or whatever. Um, something I've noticed when I teach classes, I, I teach an occasional class. Mm. Um, usually in the off season, I teach like a basic cake construction and that's just, this is how to fill and frost a cake. Yeah. So... I, I truly believe everyone in this world, well, moms or, you know, women, I think we need to, and men too, should learn how to frost a cake. Yeah. Because everyone has a birthday. That is yeah. something that unites us as a world. Everyone yeah. has a birthday and everyone deserves a birthday cake, right? And I was teaching one of my florist friends in uh, a little basic cake construction class. And afterwards she took a picture of it and she goes, hug your baker. Cause this is hard. Yeah. You know, and, and you, you just don't like realize. So validated. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it is kind of hard. Yeah. And I just, you know, over you're the years just, have practiced and now it's not super hard yeah. for me anymore. You're not back. You're not in that place of like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I have all the things. Yeah. I, you know, That's all the tools like, and we're asking before, like, I have to imagine like gathering these tools is like a feat in and of itself. Like it's money and it's also like research and like, yeah. I mean, so many vanilla cakes have been tested over the last 10 years. Yeah. Vanilla is tricky, you know? Yeah. So it's recipe development and yeah. All of these things. Recipe development. (laughs) And like, just, I mean, I have to imagine like studying like, different kinds of flowers like if you go like all right well today's the i mean i gotta learn how to make lilies Mm -hmm. you know and like eventually you've done like probably all the flowers or Mm -hmm. you know all the all the generally all Mm -hmm. the shapes but 
you know, each time you go to learn a new one, I imagine that's kind of like, all right, yeah, here we go. Brand new, but it's easy to look at it all finished and be like, you know, I imagine maybe some people see like flowers Mm -hmm. and not like roses, carnations, you know, like I've noticed that people will be like that red one or yeah. And they're not thinking about like the construction of it. Yeah. Yeah. People kind of see like or they zoom out on yeah, it or pricing. They'll look at a rose and it has, or a peony, for example, like they have hundreds of petals, a hundred petals at least. Yeah. And then you look at, uh, like an anemone or something and it's got 12 petals. Yeah. And they think like they'll cost the same. Yeah. Or they're the same size. They take, yeah. they take the same amount of time. It's like, no, yeah. this is three hours. This yeah. is 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's why I was kind of, th- I, I didn't say it before, but I was thinking when you were talking about the $50 cake, uh-huh. like, you know, I imagine if, if you're kind of new <laughs> at this kind of thing, like you, I just am imagining like you, you picture like a cake and you think like, this is $50 worth of space. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, I think lots of times we get a little, like, I wonder if that's like how they're thinking about the flowers. It's like, they're mm-hmm. the same instead of thinking about like the intricacy or yeah so when you feel stereotyped um or when people are like that's so fun like how does it feel I mean you always have to put on your smiley face and you're like yeah it is fun because it is like ultimately I love my job it's fun I can't imagine doing anything else I don't want to do anything else yeah but it's 20% fun 80% work yeah I think I'm wondering like like what, how does that like hit you? Like, I don't mean like, how do you respond? But like, what are the, what are the things that like in your mind you like want to say? Or like, if you have that misunderstood feeling, like how does it land? I mean, I, that's a hard question because I really do love it. Yeah. And so it is fun. I'm not thinking in yeah, the back of my mind. it's not like a binary. But I think, I mean, do you feel like, not appreciated or like do you feel misunderstood uh I don't think you need to like justify that your job is great like I I think um but I think I more just like I think I just I just am curious like what are kind of like the private like oh you know any sort of things um yeah I I feel sometimes like when I feel misunderstood about my job because my job is also like, you know, I tell people I'm a musician and, you know, when people react a certain way, sometimes I feel like I want to tell you like the backstory. Like I want to tell you like what this means to me. Do you have 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Like I want to tell you like, you know, what this actually looks like. Um, and for me, I don't think it's about like, you know, needing to defend like, but my job is hard. Like, I, I don't think it's that for me. It's more just like, I want you to see like how much I like care about this. Like, I want you to see like my intention. Mm-hmm. I want you to see like my effort and like, um, my victories. Like I want, I want, uh, like, again, it's so easy to look like I frequently will have people be like, oh, well, I could not I can't sing. You know, I could never sing. And I mm-hmm. think like like you said, like everyone should learn how to bake a cake. Mm-hmm. I don't know if should is like a word that I 
I don't know. I haven't thought about that, but everyone can sing. Like mm-hmm. everyone could learn. Yeah. Um, and when I say to people like you could learn and they go like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Or like when I when someone says to me, like, you're so talented, um, that's like a, like a trigger for me. Like uh-huh. when someone says, like, you're so talented, I'm always like, no, like this is a skill. Like I've spent a lot of time on it. And people will say like, no, you're just born with this. And I'm like, no, I have like video and audio proof. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not. Um, and I think when people kind of like, you know, no one's doing it on purpose, of course. But if people sort of like respond to you in a way that like doesn't acknowledge like the years and the hours and the thousands of dollars of like equipment and stuff, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like, like they're not like seeing me mm-hmm. or like. I don't know. I think I agree. My my number one thing is a lot of people will say, oh, my grandma made cakes mm. or my aunt makes cakes or whatever, you know, like, oh, I used to work at such and such grocery store in their bakery. It's like, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I've made a thousand wedding cakes over the last yeah. 10 years. Yeah. And... What do you think that is like that makes you want to say like it's not the same? I mean, because certainly it's not just the fact that it's not the same. There's like something mm-hmm. that you're like. Because we live and breathe it. Yeah. Like it, it is who we are. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that your your job maybe that you had when you were 16 at a bakery yeah. defines who you yeah. are. Yeah. And you want to you want to say like see that this is like my like this is my energy this is my creativity this is like this is my like when I say this is my energy I don't mean like oh my energy I mean like this is my like this is like the um I've like wrung myself out Mm -hmm. and like this is what it is Mm -hmm. um and to to have that be like just appreciated yeah 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 well I appreciate it yeah (laughs) everyone who listens will appreciate it um is there anything else that you want to talk about about like any anything that you're like oh I was thinking about this thing or anything else you want to share I don't know I don't think so okay that's fine you've shared a whole lot we've been talking for almost two hours okay um okay I always ask everybody the very last question which is what's your dream collaboration or like your dream project so you don't collaborate really that's kind of like part of what you love. Uh, like with other cake decorators? All I'm saying is you don't have to collaborate. You can just describe like the a, dr- a dream cake or you can describe like an event or just yeah. it can be whatever you want. But what's like something that you're like, ooh, I would love to do this. It can involve other people or, or not. Um, I would love to be on the cover of Martha Stewart Weddings Magazine. The Amazing. cover. Yeah. Like the cover cover. Um, you're, you, you mean like a feature about you or do you mean like the cake? I want a photo of my cake on the cover of Martha Stewart magazine. Do you want to describe like a cake that's in your mind? I don't know because five years ago it would have been different. In five years it'll be different. Just today. Covered in sugar flowers because that's what I'm passionate about. What colors? Um... Anything not ivory or blush or gold. <laughs> you don't, you something, don't. Something, something like something juicy, something, 
you know, with pigment. Yeah. Anything that's not neutral. Okay. And what's the flavor? Be, what does it taste it like? It dark. Um, something fun. Something that makes people think, what am I eating? I love this. I've never had that before. I've never thought of that flavor combination or. You want to throw one out? Oh, something I love that I can't get people to get on board with is, okay, so passion fruit is my jam. Yeah. I love it. I love sour. Yeah. Um. So I love chocolate and passion fruit together, but mm. people just cannot do it I like that too because I feel like chocolate can be so rich. Yeah. And the having like chocolate with like something tart is like, like I love chocolate raspberry for that same. Okay. Um. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So I would say definitely chocolate cake because that's my jam. I love chocolate cake. And then I would put some, something, something like some fruit. Yeah. Something textury, like something crunchy and then something mm. sour. That sounds something amazing. that no one here would order. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like this dream, these dream things that you're like, it's not practical for whatever reason, but like, yeah, ooh, like I would what's... love, yeah, I would love to create fun flavors, but in the past on my menus, the fun flavors don't do well. Yeah. And so I end up taking them yeah. off. Well, in your fantasy you can make them and you don't yes. want to tell me like a specific color scheme. I mean, so purple's my favorite. So I would say like purples and like fall, like fall is my favorite season. So I would do something dark with like mm. really like clean lines, lots of textury flowers. That sounds amazing. And then on the inside, it's chocolate and passion fruit. It's gotta be. That's it's like gotta a be chocolate very for sure. romantic sounding cake. <laughs> Don't you think? Like, it's like dark and like, that sounds amazing. Okay. Where can we find you? What's your like Instagram and, um, so Instagram is my, I mean, my, I live and die by Instagram. Um, it's flower and flourish, but it's F L O U R. Okay. And then, and flourish. Okay. And that's it. And then I have a website. You can find it on my Instagram and I don't do Facebook. That's okay. You don't have to do Facebook. I don't like Facebook. It's a visual, you, you need a visual medium. Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Facebook is too much drama Yeah, and not enough content. Yeah. So Cassidy, thanks so much for talking yeah. with me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was so fun. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Savannah Kiniston. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.